Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXB and today is the 12th of September 2023 and unfortunately guys, the price of Bitcoin and the global cryptocurrency market is not looking good at all. Now in today's episode, we have quite a lot of news and some of them have to do with partnership and some of them have to do with deposit token. So the massive news that is circulating right now is regarding JP Morgan and looks like they're going ahead and launching a digital deposit token. That is pretty strange, isn't it? Because at one point of time, JP Morgan was a massive detractor of Bitcoin and blockchain technology, but they have gone ahead and launched JP Morgan coin and now looks like they're tokenizing deposits as well. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about. Now the second news, guys, is an absolutely scary news and the CFTC has imposed a $1.75 billion fine against MTI. $1.75 billion. That is absolutely massive. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what that news is all about. And look guys, the US Commodity Future Trading Commission or CFTC is definitely not in the best terms with Security and Exchange Commission. So them imposing fine on a cryptocurrency and blockchain protocol definitely means something. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore that news. Now guys, in the world of Metaverse, there is a massive news going on right now and that is by Omnico Brands and they are investing heavily on digital IDs and they are doing that for Web3 in the Metaverse. So we'll definitely go and explore what that news is all about. And guys, listen, India historically has had a love-hate relationship with cryptocurrencies. And look guys, I'm a massive fan of the Prime Minister Narendra Modi. But unfortunately guys, India is not taking the right steps so far as cryptocurrency is concerned. And the news is that India is actually rolling out a five-point crypto legislation. And this news, to be honest guys, depends on how mainstream media publishes it. They can go ahead and say that India is trying to be advocates for cryptocurrencies. That is definitely not true. Because so far as crypto legislations is concerned, guys, they give more power to the state. And that is definitely not ideal. And one thing, guys, which I've mentioned several times in my Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, when it comes to India, the Reserve Bank is kind of like the Central Bank of India. And the Reserve Bank of India are definitely not massive advocates of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. They've often tried to ban Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. But the Supreme Court in India are definitely a massive advocates of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about. And guys, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE and the Middle East. Now the first news, guys, is from Dubai and the second news is from Abu Dhabi. And the first news, guys, involves two government organizations or government entities. And the news is that Dubai South completes blockchain integration system and they're doing that in partnership with Dubai Customs. So we'll definitely go ahead and explore what that news is all about. And the second news, guys, has to do with Abu Dhabi's Formula 1. And the news is that they're having a competition and they're doing that in partnership with Binance. And essentially, guys, the contest revolves around helmet design on Alpine F1. So I'll go ahead and explore what that news is all about. So quite a lot to cover, guys, in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Crypto and Coffee at 8, the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto & Coffee at 8 has something for you. 
Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionizing industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee at 8. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee at 8 and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency blockchain and the metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee Day, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and the least crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto and Coffee at 8 aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kickstart today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXB journey. Firstly, Advanced Media. Advanced Media Cars is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment and accessories in the Middle East and Manor region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as Zeiss, DJI, Hasselblad, Red and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps, that is people, planet and prosperity. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility, check out the website that is www.amt.tv and here's the beautiful thing guys, they also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community and in doing so guys, they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE Institute in Dubai UAE so definitely check it out. And also guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing and hosting training workshops, seminars and community events that educate, inform and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing if you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next. Shalut Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT metaverse and Web 3.0 space which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Shalut Group's Web 3.0 sneaker brand called Soulmates revealed their first NFT collection on the 12th of April. Now what is really interesting is that it's called as Soulmates, so it's spelled as S for Sugar, O for Orange, 
ancillary. Now instead of E, they have replaced it with web3 and it is the number 3 mate.xyz. And guys, listen, Charlotte Group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods. And then getting into the NFT space is a massive deal. Now if you're a sneakerhead, you definitely need to check out soulmates.xyz. And once again, guys, the number is 3 instead of an E. It has all the information. And in the show notes below, you'll get all the information. And listen, guys, if you want to be an early adopter, you can also pre-mint it at www.dreamint.xyz forward slash soulmates. So definitely check it out. And they have a Discord community as well. And guys, Nick, who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte Group and also the co-founder of Soulmates, has a WhatsApp group where he constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys, check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next, listen guys, there are three things I'm absolutely passionate about. One is death metal, ice cold beer. And the third one is extreme sports. And that is Tough Mudder. And Tough Mudder, guys, is a series of obstacle and mud runs that'll push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. It's essentially a community that is built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside of your comfort zone is the actual reward. And my big question is, guys, when was the last time you did something wild for the very first time? Now listen, guys, Tough Mudder Arabia has a formidable team and one of the events does actually take place on the 14th of October. And Tough Mudder Arabia, guys, is putting across a series of events this year and next year. And the first big event takes place on Fujairah Adventure Park on the 14th of October. So look at the show notes below. You'll find the registration link. And if you're someone who's in Dubai, there are two days of back-to-back Tough Mudder events as well that takes place on the 11th and the 12th of November at the iconic Jebel Ali race. And finally, guys, in the second quarter of 2024, there's a massive event taking place in Ras al and that takes place on the 20th of April 2024. Now listen guys, if you want a season pass, it is at a discounted price. So look at the show notes below for the discounted price. And guess what guys, they have two different distances as well. 5 kilometers and 10 kilometers. And if you have kids, get your kids along. So check out the show notes below to find out more information regarding Tough Mudder Arabia. Next, Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs with flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events, and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the app Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you're into fitness, if you're into adventure, if you want to do something wild but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Pace Podcast. So check out The Race Pace Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Pace Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from Sandstorm to Spartan Race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gulf Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs. 
and these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the UAE. And listen guys, these NFTs are going to be absolutely massive. So do one thing, go to Spotify, go to iTunes, go to any leading podcasting platform and search for Rise in the Obstacle Course Race podcast. And finally guys, not your keys, not your crypto. If you have dabbled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies, there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet. And this is where Ledger Wallet kicks in. And Ledger Wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by Ledger, a company headquartered in Paris, France. And Ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline. And Ledger offers two hardware wallets, the Ledger Nano and Ledger Nano X wallets. They are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds. They continuously look for vulnerabilities in Ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security. And today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge. And this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kickstart by looking at the global cryptocurrency market. And unfortunately guys, the global cryptocurrency market is only at $1.03 trillion. Now for some unforeseen events, if we do find out any negative news, which is directly or indirectly connected, let's say to Bitcoin spot ETF, or even the cryptocurrency world, I wouldn't be surprised if the global cryptocurrency market goes below the $1 trillion mark. And in about 10 days from now, Jerome Powell will be announcing the interest rate hike. And to be honest, guys, that will definitely trigger the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, either in a positive way or in a negative way. Now, so far as the global cryptocurrency market is concerned, it is down by 0.24% since the last 24 hours. And the total cryptocurrency market volume, guys, is $35.88 billion. Now, listen to this, guys. Despite it being only $35.88 billion, if you were to compare it since the last 24 hours, it is actually up by 68.63%. That is quite a lot, isn't it? Now, what I'd really recommend you to do is, guys, when the volume increases, you definitely need to compare it with the 24-hour trading volume and then also need to compare it, let's say, with stable coins and also look at decentralized exchange because in today's episode, guys, some of them are definitely straight-up anomalies and they do make a lot of connection as well because if you look at the volume of Uniswap, it is definitely tripled. So it looks like, guys, this time, People are actually going and converting their Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies via decentralized exchange. And if you also look at decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance, it is definitely pumped up. And as of now, it is at 20.58%. So these are the matrix, guys, ideally that you should be looking at. So whenever there is a massive difference, try to look at the 24-hour volume, then try to look at the stablecoin volume, and then you may also want to look at decentralized exchange. And one matrix, guys, which I'm looking at, is decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance. Now let me just briefly run through the volume of DeFi gas because the volume is ridiculously low and it is down to $2.19 billion. And if you look at the total value locked, it is only at $36.51 billion. And so far as dominance of total value locked is concerned, Lido is clearly an outlier and the total value locked is at $13.78 billion. And one thing guys which I briefly mentioned earlier is a decentralized exchange to centralized exchange dominance and to be honest guys, this might be the very first time I'm looking at the dominance at 20.58%. So it looks like guys, since the last 24 hours, a lot of trading, a lot of conversion, let's say from cryptocurrencies to stable coins has been done on decentralized exchange. And it's no surprise guys, because if you look at the 24 hour volume of decentralized exchange, Uniswap's volume has definitely picked up pace 
and as of today it is at 1.12 billion dollars and yesterday guys i believe it was less than half of it isn't it now the number second so far as decentralized exchange volume is concerned is pancake shop and it is at 257.07 million dollars core finance is at number third at 139.79 million dollars dodo's at number fourth at 138 million dollars and finally guys made it protocol at 122.53 million dollars now guys let's quickly look at the volume of stable coins because to be honest guys the volume of stable coins has definitely picked up pace and if you were to compare it with the 24-hour trading volume that is also picked up pace and decentralized exchanges volume has also picked up pace the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have marginally gone down which just means one thing guys in a nutshell people are actually converting their bitcoin and cryptocurrencies onto stable coins and this time they're using decentralized exchange as opposed to centralized exchange in a nutshell that is exactly what it means now guys let's quickly run through the volume of stable coins because the volume is 33.52 billion dollars and stable coins guys are counting for 93.43 percent of the total crypto market 24-hour volume and out of this 33.52 billion dollars tether usdt is accounting for 27.24 billion dollars circle usdc at 4.25 billion dollars and the number third guys is still binance bsd and strangely guys the volume is less than 1 billion dollar and it is at 769 million dollars and guys in my episode yesterday that is the 11th of september i did talk about some of the top executives from binance who have decided to leave the organization so binance is definitely having the worst year in 2023 now guys let's quickly compare the market cap 24-hour trading volume and dominance between bitcoin and ethereum now unfortunately guys the market cap of bitcoin is relatively the same at 504 billion dollars but ethereum's market cap has drastically gone down and it is at 190 billion dollars and if you look at the 24-hour trading volume guys bitcoin's 24-hour trading volume is 16.9 billion dollars to be honest guys in the next few hours it just might touch the 17 billion dollar mark and ethereum's 24-hour trading volume is almost double of what it was yesterday it is at 8.43 billion dollars and guys if you look at the dominance between bitcoin and ethereum bitcoin's dominance has actually gone up and it is currently at 49.02 percent and ethereum's dominance is 18.50 percent so listen guys what i'd really recommend you to do is look at the 24-hour trading volume compare it with stable coins and then go to defilama.com and then try to look at decentralized exchange volume now on today's episode guys what i'm going to be doing is discussing some matrix so far as the total value locked of ethereum liquid staking is concerned it's more to do with ethereum liquid staking derivatives and the number one cause is no surprise it's lido and so far as the number of staked ethereum is concerned it is at 8.65 million and as i mentioned guys the total value locked of lido is 13.78 billion dollars now the second one guys is a bit surprising because i was under the impression it might be rocket pool or it might be binance's stake ethereum but strangely guys it is coinbase's wrapped stake ethereum and 1.26 ethereum is staked and if you look at the total value locked it is 2.095 billion dollars the number third is actually rocket pool and 934,361 ethereum is staked and if you look at it in terms of dollar amount it is 1.46 billion dollars the number four guys is binance's stake ethereum and 295,249 ethereum is staked and if you look at dollar amount guys it is actually surprising it is less than half a billion dollars and it is only at 466.43 million dollars and the number fifth guys is flax ether and the number of ethereum staked is 258.720 million and if you look at it in terms of dollar amount 
It is $408.9 million. To be honest, guys, based on these numbers, Binance is definitely not looking good, isn't it? I really am hoping that we do find out some positive news regarding Binance. Now, guys, in today's episode, before we look at the king of all kings, let's quickly run through an exchange token called as OKB. So let me go ahead and briefly give out some information regarding OKB. And recently, guys, they also changed the name from OKX to OKE. So let me go ahead and give out some key aspects of OKB and what is it that makes it unique. Now, it is a utility token for OK Exchange, and OKB Cars is primarily designed as a utility token for OKX Cryptocurrency Exchange, which is one of the largest and most prominent cryptocurrency trading platforms in the entire world. And by having these tokens, one of the standout features of OKB is its ability to grant users discounts on trading fees. So, essentially, guys, when users pay their trading fees in OKX using OKB, they can receive significant discounts. The specific discount rate varies based on the amount of OKB a user holds, incentivizing traders to acquire and use OKB for their transactions. And you can also go ahead and earn some of them. And OKX offers a program called OKX Earn, which allows OKB holders to earn passive income, and users can participate in various staking and yield farming activities to generate additional income with the OKB holding. Now, my big question, guys, is where does the new tokens come from? And who goes ahead and gives out the interest? That is something you definitely need to go ahead and check. Probably even go ahead and investigate. Now, so far as the OKX chain is concerned, OKB is not limited to just OKX exchange. It also plays a crucial role in OKX chain ecosystem. And OKX chain, guys, is OKX's proprietary blockchain platform. And OKB is kind of like its native token, isn't it? The users can use OKB for various activities within the OKX chain, including decentralized applications, smart contract, and quite a lot more. Now listen to this, guys. The token allocation is extremely, extremely dodgy because 40% of the tokens are allocated to founders and project development, 10% goes to investors, and 50% is reserved for airdrops and rewards, which benefits OKB holders and incentivizes them to participate in the OKX ecosystem. Now, to be honest, guys, when I'm looking at this, if the U.S. Security and Exchange Commission looks at this, they would be absolutely furious, absolutely shady stuff. Now, so far as the security measure is concerned, OKX places a strong emphasis on security, and they employ multiple security measures such as loading balances on servers, distributed clusters, and advanced wallet technologies, and cold wallets which are not connected to the internet are also used to store a significant portion of user assets, ensuring the safety and so far as the accessibility is concerned, guys, OKB can be acquired not only on OKX exchange but also on several other cryptocurrency exchanges as well. So in summary, OKB is more than just a cryptocurrency. It is a central component of the OKX ecosystem and it offers users tangible benefits including fee discounts and opportunities for passive income. Additionally, guys, it's important to note that its role in OKX chain highlights its versatility and utility beyond the exchange and the commitment to security and the widespread availability of OKB makes it an attractive choice for users within the cryptocurrency space. Now, so far as OKX exchange is concerned, guys, they are definitely in the top 3, maybe in the top 5 cryptocurrency exchange in the entire world. Now, guys, let's quickly look at the king of all kings, that is Bitcoin. And unfortunately, guys, the price of Bitcoin is only at $25,865. And since the last 24 hours, it is marginally up by 0.44%. And since the last 7 days, it is marginally up by 0.73%. Ethereum gas is at $1,587. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.39%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by 1.97%.
and Binance BNB coin guys has a very high chance of going below the $200 mark because yesterday we talked about quite a lot of top executives actually leaving Binance. Imagine what would happen guys if CZ decides to step down. I'm pretty much sure the price of Binance BNB coin might even go below the $175 mark or maybe even below the $150 mark isn't it? And unfortunately guys these are some of the dangers associated to centralized entities. In case of Bitcoin none of these things matters isn't it? Now, so far as the price of Binance BNB coin is concerned, now since the last 24 hours it is down by 1.03% and since the last 7 days it is down by 2.22%. Now guys in today's episode let's quickly run through a deposit token which is done by none other than JP Morgan. Now JP Morgan Chase guys as we know is a prominent American banking institution and they have embarked on preliminary investigation into harnessing blockchain technology potential for developing a digital deposit token. And this token guys aims to serve as a digital representation of customer account deposits offering the prospect of expediting and enhancing the efficiency of cross-border payments and settlements. Now this point of time guys there is no official news but looks like an anonymous source did actually give this information to finance magnets. Now could it be possible that this is just rumor at this point of time I really am not sure. Now at this point of time guys it's important to know that the regulatory approval is the key to JP Morgan's digital token project and corporate clients may access the token within a year. So in a nutshell guys what is a digital deposit token? A digital token deposit is a form of digital currency created using blockchain technology. It essentially represents the money deposited in a traditional bank account similar to let's say the balance you see in your online banking app isn't it? However guys instead of just numbers on the screen it is a digital token stored securely on a blockchain. So the big question is why the hell is JP Morgan interested in this? JP Morgan guys you need to know is one of the largest banks in the United States and it is keen on utilizing this technology to improve its banking services and they believe that using blockchain can make cross-border payments and financial settlements much more faster and more efficient and so far as the technology readiness is concerned. JP Morgan guys have already developed a significant portion of the technology required to create and manage these digital deposit tokens. This means they are well prepared from a technical perspective. And so far as the regulatory approval is concerned, JP Morgan can launch such a system for its customers but it needs approval from regulators in the United States and this is because of introducing a new form of digital currency into the financial system and it does require complex regulatory considerations and according to the anonymous source, JP Morgan did actually receive the necessary regulatory approval and they might actually introduce a blockchain based digital token for the corporate clients within a year's time and this actually suggests that they are actively working on the projects and ready to proceed once they get the green light. And to be honest guys once JP Morgan does it I'm pretty much sure banks all over the world will start incorporating it isn't it. Now the big question is how does this actually differ from its JP Morgan coin. Now it's important to know that a digital deposit token is distinct from JP Morgan coin which JP Morgan has been using internally for several years. Now so far as JP Morgan coin is concerned it is primarily for transferring money within the banks while the digital deposit token is designed for broader use including sending money to clients of other banks and settling transactions involving tokenized securities. And guys listen once this thing kicks off it's going to save them a lot of time and it's also going to mean faster settlements because transactions made using the digital deposit token would be processed on a blockchain making settlements nearly instantaneous. This could potentially reduce transaction cost and make cross-border payments much more efficient. And based on the news cards, a token would likely be denominated in the US dollar. 
However, if regulator is approved, it could expand to include other fiat currencies, let's say like euro or Japanese yen, providing more versatility for international transactions. And so far as its use in traditional finance system is concerned, this digital token is not intended for buying cryptocurrencies or replacing stable coins. Its main purpose is to facilitate traditional financial activities such as payments, settlements, and other banking functions. And it represents a new way for you to use bank money, leveraging blockchain technology for speed and efficiency. So the big question, guys, is where does central bank digital currency kicks in, and what happens to RippleNet's XRP? Because to be honest, guys, what they are doing can be done much better on central bank digital currency, isn't it? Now, so far as the perspective of J.P. Morgan is concerned, J.P. Morgan does actually believe that their deposit tokens have the potential to become a widely used form of money within the digital asset ecosystem. And they see it as a significant innovation that could revolutionize how money is used in the modern financial world. So in some regards, JP Morgan's exploration of digital deposit token is using blockchain technology and it's a sign of how traditional banking institutions are actively adapting in the digital age. And if regulators do actually approve it, this innovation could make financial transactions faster, cheaper and more accessible, benefiting both the banks and its customers. Now my big question is, why did they have to wait so long? They could have actually done this even before Ethereum was launched. They could have done this maybe in 2012, 2013 as well. But definitely a really interesting news. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding CFTC. That is the US Commodity Futures Trading. And they are actively and heavily fining over $1.7 billion. So the news essentially is that the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission entered the consent order against Miro Trading International Proprietary Limited also called as MTI, and this happened on the 6th of September, and they are finding them liable for fraud in connection with retail foreign currency or forest transactions, fraud by a commodity pool operator, also called as CPO, registration violations, and failure to comply with CPO regulations, and MTI guys on Miro Trading International Property Limited is a company currently in liquidation in the Republic of South Africa and the order stems from a CFTC complaint that was actually filed more than a year ago on the 30th of June 2022 and it does actually require MTI to pay more than 1.7 billion dollars in restitutions to defrauded victims. Now listen guys, if you do want to find out the official news, go to the US Commodity and Future Training website and the official link is in the show notes below as well. So definitely a very powerful and scary news, isn't it? Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding Omnico brands, which will directly and indirectly have an impact on Web3 protocols and also in the metaverse field as well. So essentially guys, the news is that Omnico brands closed a funding round of $20 million supporting the acceleration of Mockerverse to create digital IDs and a point system for Web3 culture, gaming and entertainment. And the official announcement guys does actually state that the funding round was read by CMCC Global with other investors including Kingsway Capital, Liberty City Ventures, Gamify Ventures and even the founder of Sky Mavis called Alexander Larson, Gabby Dizon who is the founder of Yield Guild Games and institutional investors of Coda Capital as well and Yati Sukas who is the executive chairman and co-founder of Amico Brands is also participating in this round and look as they are trying to implement digital IDs in the metaverse, so essentially Gaza New Capital will be used to advance the Mocoverse project including product development, facilitating Web3 adoption and securing partnership to expand the gaming culture and entertainment ecosystem of Amico Brands portfolio. And at this point of time Gaza portfolio has approximately 450 investments in Web3 companies and projects 
and local voices building Web3 native tooling to empower products in gaming, culture and entertainment verticals allowing users to create their own digital identity, accrue reputation, earn and spend loyalty points as well and use their digital identity to access Mercovo's ecosystem. And this to be honest is seeded by Amico Brands 450 plus portfolio companies and partner network with over 700 million addressable users. So it looks like guys, this is a really, really promising project, isn't it? And so far as Mercovo's is concerned, it will soon launch Mocha ID which is essentially a non-transferable NFT collection designed to enable users to craft their own on-chain identities and participate in Mercovo's ecosystem. And Mocha ID holders will gain exclusive access to Mercovo's ecosystem experience and will have the unique opportunity to earn loyalty points through the active engagement. And these loyalty point cards will power a permissionless and interoperable loyalty system that will be progressively decentralized to enable third-party adoption and integration of Mocha ID and the whole game is to advance accessibility and growth of Web3. To be honest guys, this sounds like a brilliant news, but if you want my honest opinion, I think this is absolutely set for failure. When you talk about Metaverse, the whole notion of decentralized ID sounds really great, it sounds really promising, you might have so many partnerships, but let's say if a centralized entity like Apple does decide to go out and launch their own Metaverse, who's going to compete with Apple? The user experience so far as Metaverse is concerned is going to be 10 times better and that is actually is going to drive people to go out and switch into Metaverse. So this news might sound promising but unfortunately so far as my honest opinion is concerned it is absolutely garbage and yet CEO, the co-founder and executive chairman of Amico Brands expressed gratitude for the support of investors in the vision of decentralization. They believe that the future of the internet will shift from traditional power structures to more autonomous one and Mercovos, which is based on DAO, also called as Decentralized Autonomous Organization Principles, will play a central role in the shift. Now listen to this guys, Mercovos, which is a Decentralized Autonomous Organization, will play a crucial role. What would happen, let's say, if they do find out some hack or some kind of bug in the Mercovos ecosystem, it is absolutely catastrophic, isn't it? Now so far as the news is concerned, guys, they claim it will empower its community to drive innovation and collaboration within the Amico Brands ecosystem and beyond and Moco Voscars will also serve as a digital identity, reputation and loyalty system for decentralized organization. And Martin Bauman who is a co-founder of CMCC Global, a venture capital firm highlighted the long-term relationship with Amico Brands and the excitement about leading the initial round of funding for Mercovos and they see Mercovos as a way to connect various companies under the Amico Brands umbrella and provide millions of users with access to Web3 and Metaverse ecosystem. And CMCC Global Guys is eager to support Yatsui and the Amico branch team who have a track record of pushing boundaries of the industry in innovative ways, especially as they venture into Mercovo's project. Now listen guys, in my Metaverse Everything project that I released last Friday, I did share out some data that over 99% of the investors who invested in cryptocurrency and blockchain protocols that were connected to Metaverse were in losses, but those are the unfortunate thoughts. Now guys, let's discuss some news regarding India. And now look guys, India has historically had love-hate relationship, mostly hate relationships so far as cryptocurrency is concerned. And the news is that India is working on a five-point crypto legislation as the ban regarding cryptocurrency at this point of time is completely ruled out. Now Cointelegraph has published an article that states that India is working on a crypto regulatory framework based on the joint recommendation of the IMF, that is International Monetary Fund and the Financial Stability Board, also called as FSB. 
and they're planning to create a legal legislation in the next five to six months this to be honest guys is an absolutely massive no because what these regulations will do is they would actually cater more towards the state as opposed to let's say the cryptocurrency technology now mind you guys regulations are great as long as they protect investors and the general people as long as they do not have absolutely any say in the underlying technology then regulations and governance and rules and regulations are absolutely great unfortunately guys imf getting involved in this is an absolutely massive no now whether you agree to what i'm saying or disagree to it mention your thoughts and comments in the comment section below now guys let's discuss two news from dubai uae and the middle east and both the news guys are extremely positive and the first news guys is dubai south completes blockchain integration system and they are doing that in partnership with dubai customs so let me go ahead and give us some more information because dubai south guys becomes the first free zone in dubai to achieve this integration milestone and dubai south guys focuses on aviation logistics and real estate in its development and part of dubai south's commitment to the dubai e-commerce strategy is to go ahead and make this thing happen and they aim to position Dubai as a premier logistics hub and attract foreign investments in e-commerce and this integration guys enhances e-commerce operations by reducing time and even cost and probably great quality as well and what the news by a college time states is that by incorporating blockchain technology it auto generates declarations and streamlines order tracking and processing it enhances efficiency and simplifies the system and what they've also done guys they've also introduced a new gate pass stamping method for entry and exit and RHS Logistics and Foursquare are the first companies to adapt blockchain technology in the logistics district. Another Dubai South Free Zone companies are in the process of adopting blockchain technology as well. And Mosinama, the CEO of Logistics Districts, emphasizes alignment with government initiatives and Easy Dubai, a specialized e-commerce zone, supports Dubai's e-commerce strategy. And so far as blockchain is concerned, guys, blockchain integration promotes supply chain transparency and anti-counterfeiting measures as well. And what the article states is because of this news, it enhances data security and privacy, and they aim to reduce fees for goods transitioning through these free zones. And Dubai South also acknowledges Dubai Customs for their role in project success. And Dubai South focuses on aviation, logistics, real estate, and world-class infrastructure. So definitely positive news, I guess. Now, guys, let's discuss second news, and this is to do with BWT Alpine F1 team. And the news is that Binance and BWT Alpine F1. is teaming up to partner for a helmet design contest and this is to do with Abu Dhabi and guys the contest is open to existing and new Binance users and F1 enthusiasts globally and Binance is collaborating with driver PS Gasly for Abu Dhabi Grand Prix and the contest guys aims to design Gasly's helmet for the race on November 26 2023 and look guys if you're an artist if you're into digital artwork you definitely need to check it out cause creativity in alignment with Binance's value are key factors for selecting the winning design and if you do want to participate just go to the contact terms and conditions cause look guys Gasly looks forward to engaging with F1 and crypto community through contest and the winning design becomes Gasly's official helmet at the Abu Dhabi Global Grand Prix and guys if you're the winner the winner would also receive a replica helmet signed by Pierre Gasly as well and so far as the partnership is concerned guys i do believe that Binance and BWT Alpine F1 team did actually partner going back to 2022 and Alpine F1 team fan token also called as Alpine introduced a BP20 utility token through Binance Launchpad and Alpine is accessible to all Binance users and fan token community members as well and Alpine guys can be used for various transactions including spot trading and bank card purchases as well and look guys definitely some positive partnership 
and some positive news for Binance Fundy, isn't it? And Binance guys is collaborating with other athletes and sporting organizations, including Cristiano Ronaldo and Brazil's Brasileiro Asai. And listen, guys, I did talk about Cristiano Ronaldo, who did have a brilliant video on YouTube where he actually went ahead and took a lie detector test as well. And to be honest, that was definitely smart marketing by Binance. And guys, so far as the partnership is concerned, the partnership aims to bridge the gap between cryptocurrency and sport industries. And Rachel Conlan, the vice president of global marketing for Binance, emphasizes the goal of driving adoption and innovation. And the partnership, guys, in Abu Dhabi aims to create unique fan experiences and educate people about Web3 and cryptocurrencies. So those are the news, guys, on Crypto and Coffee Date from Blockchain DXB. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info.blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com and guys also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across now for the next few minutes it's going to be an ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts DeFi, and metaverse so let's kick start with the ask me anything series Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXB. You're listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a question with Rodrigo who asks, What do you think is India's stance on Metaverse? Now, to be completely honest, Rodrigo, what I really think is India, as a country and companies working in India, truly don't understand what Metaverse is. Now, in the Metaverse, which involves augmented reality, virtual reality, and mixed reality, just switching current existing systems and tagging the word metaverse will not cut it. The new user experience has to be 10 times better and more importantly in the metaverse you need to go out and tap into all the five senses or else it is definitely not metaverse. Now I'm looking at quite a lot of news regarding India and it's no surprise that a lot of the entertainment companies are moving into metaverse because what they are thinking is that releasing a video let's say on metaverse will be termed as metaverse and when I'm actually looking at these projects, it is definitely not looking good. So to answer your question, India definitely wants to be an early adopter, but they truly don't understand what is metaverse. And to be honest, Rodrigo, this is not only to do with India, let's see, even in companies in UAE and even companies all over the world, they are just trying to switch finance industries into metaverse as long as the new user experience is not 10 times better. And I'm talking about virtual reality, augmented reality and mixed reality headset they need to go out and tap into all the five senses and rodrigo listen in my episode that i released last friday called this metaverse everything we revisited the timeline ideally you should be talking about metaverse let's say from 2030 onwards so if you're looking at mainstream adoption of metaverse you're looking at a time period of let's say 2036 to 2040 that is the time hopefully we have all five senses in the metaverse and that would be the vision and that is the whole idea of the snow crash metaverse isn't it until and unless we don't have all those senses in the metaverse and let's say be it mixed reality be it augmented reality and virtual reality it is definitely not metaverse just switching current things and let's say buying things on the metaverse i think that does not make metaverse and i'm seeing a lot of cinemas in india surprisingly which claim that they are metaverse but you need to physically go to the cinema and there they're trying to show some nfts and avatars that is definitely not metaverse. So to answer your question, Rodrigo, what is lacking is 
especially for the chief technology officers and builders in the metaverse they truly don't understand what metaverse is they are thinking that roblox is metaverse and that is a big no roblox to be honest is definitely not metaverse roblox is more to do with virtual reality it pretty much has nothing to do with metaverse so those are my thoughts regarding india and not just india to be honest probably all the startups and tech companies in the entire world and it's going to take a lot of time because what you need to focus on is the usability let's say rather than using a virtual reality headset which is absolutely massive the size needs to be compressed maybe the size of sunglasses maybe having contact lenses and then as long as we are able to touch on all the five senses that is when we will be in the metaverse and to be honest i do think that india is definitely lagging behind so far as the customer experience is concerned and that's about all guys on the ask me anything season blockchain dxp in case you guys have any feedback or suggestions drop me an email to info@blockchaindxp.com check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com and also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse and guys if you like listening to this podcast please click on the follow button give it a five star rating and share the word across and remember guys monday to thursday is 8 am to 8:30 am we have crypto and coffee at 8 where we cover top news and information pertaining to bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse and other series of episodes on the crypto and coffee date works we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the buzz of cryptocurrencies some major breaking news occasionally short and sweet news as well news that has an impact on the cryptocurrency world the other two news and information is related to dubai uae and middle east in the world of bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse and what you're listening to right now is the ask me anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding bitcoin blockchain beyond blockchain cryptocurrencies nfts defi and metaverse so thanks so much for listening guys and have a nice one bye bye